Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15, levels Wharf online at sunburymotors.com. Ford Kia Hyundai, best in new inventory. Great pre-owned inventory with the Sunbury Motors guarantee. And a fabulous service department that backs it all up with tremendous first-class technicians. It is all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia. Routes 11 and 15, almost wharf online, sunburymotors.com. Neil Kulong in a moment, our play-by-play call of the day. If he decided to let oh loose, there's a towering fly ball to deep left center field. That one is long gone. Alec Baum is having himself a night. And so are the Phils. That went 440 feet. And the Phillies have reached double digits in runs. No guardian silence? No, senor! No, senor! No, senor! Hmm. Hmm. Surprise. All right, so let's uh, bring in the outstanding and a staple of this show for good reason, Neil Kulong. Sir, welcome. As always, it's a treat to be here. I hope you guys are having as lovely a day as it is here in the Twin Cities area. We are. It is gorgeous here today. Uh, can't say enough about how great it is. Uh, the The draft, of course, is coming up. I don't think anybody noticed. <laughs> and today, the Lions made a trade. Jeffrey Okuda was traded to the Falcons for a fifth-round pick. He had been the third overall pick in the draft. And when he was picked, I didn't like the pick because I watched him play in person a few times. And it was like, okay, he's good, but third overall good? No. Neil, do these guys do enough looking at prospects beyond just what they see on film or in combines? It's it's so funny that you ask that. A colleague of mine, uh, Doug Farrar, uh, over at, at Touchdown Wire, he and I had multiple conversations about Akuda uh, with Matt Patricia who was in charge of the Lions when they drafted him. And it was less about where they took him and more about how they were going to use him. And they used him in almost the mirror opposite fashion of what you would oh, think Kuda's best game would be. Yeah, it, it really yep. – um, his highest and best was not playing that upfront, aggressive, pure press man coverage, which is what they wanted him to do. And he barely played that in college. Uh, it wasn't really the, the, the skill set that you saw looking. Where the, the issues come in, especially 
at cornerback is how they feel his skills will translate to what they do. And it, more simply put, it really comes down to do you fit the scheme to the player or to the scheme? How do you want to do this? Set that guy up. Christian clearly did not have a whole lot of success as a head coach in, in any measurable fashion. Um, he wanted the scheme to be the end-all, be-all of everything. And that's I think right. that's the failure there. And, you know, corner, it's so in so many ways. It, uh, you have to rebound better than what you were physically, but you've got to completely block that out of your mind. And when you're playing something that you're not comfortable with, it's even harder to do that over and over. Now, we repeat this process over the, what Patricia had him for two years, didn't he? Or was it just one? Over that amount of time, you're going to build up a few issues. And I, I would imagine um, Detroit looking at the contract situation that's coming up for him and Akuda in his representation knowing there's a certain style that he wants to play in, kind of narrowing his market down. Uh, he'll get paid. He's gonna. He'll he'll earn an extension. Um, I could see why it wasn't going to be necessarily a great fit. It's not because of Patricia, but at the same time, it is because of Patricia that he's in Detroit to begin with, and he shouldn't have been. Whether that was three, nine, twelve, it, it wasn't the scheme for him. So when they get the free agency, they have a little bit more control over that. But if a, a highly drafted cornerback reaches free agency, something bad happens. You don't let those guys go. So it, it damages him a little bit. I don't know if he's able uh, to, to kind of reach that top five level financially, but I, I, I would be confident in Atlanta uh, that runs a little bit more off coverage. They can probably make a little bit more hay out of him than, than Detroit could. But I'm going to guess uh, Detroit, for the same reasons they let Casey Hawk, or, uh, um, TJ Hawkinson go, uh, to Minnesota, a division team for not an incredible, incredibly huge haul. Decent, but not great. It's because of the contract that's coming up. Um, and he doesn't fit with them long term. That could be a schematic issue. That could be a, a talent issue. It could be a, purely just a financial issue. And Detroit, I would guess, considering um, Hawkinson is a very good receiver, they want to run the ball. If they're committing the two, three years of their franchise purely to what they're doing uh, at that moment, it's a schematic decision, and they weren't going to pay Hawkinson to, to catch 45 balls and block all the time. Um, the money that he can command in free agency is going to be more as a, a pass catcher, and he was you know, the, the second-highest targeted uh, player on the Vikings after he got there and he started playing. So it seems like both sides kind of fit for that. With Akuda. <laughs> I would imagine in Atlanta he's going to be given more opportunity to think that he does while he's still fairly cheap. But there's not a whole lot of time until he hits that contract level. The fact that he only goes for, what was it, a fifth-round pick, I'm going to guess he wants a new contract. He wants it now. So yeah. there's risk involved with Atlanta uh, taking him on. But they're, they're getting the better end of that deal if they're willing to, to throw a five uh, at potentially a, a high-level, high-skill quarterback that might not have quite found his footing yet uh, in the NFL. And there's no timetable for that. He can still continue to improve. Like you said, in college he was raw. He wasn't a, a highly technically skilled player. You know, if we were, you, you mentioned the draft too. If we're going to get into it, 
um, you watch a guy like Christian Gonzalez. You see yep. polish with him. He's a he's ready. Uh, he's not the physical beast that Akuda is, although I'd argue he's not far from that. Uh, but he, he's got a lot more polish. He's not going to go three overall. So there, there's something to be said about the draft class that he's in. Uh, but it, it, with most cornerbacks, it really just comes down to how the team schemes them. And they don't seem to translate uh, well with what they've watched of him in college, how they've, they've discussed whatever with him, and how they want to use him as a pro. And I think Akuda is, is an excellent recent example of that problem. Well, this is a this is a question of here's my scheme. I don't care if you're a square square peg round hole. We're drafting you, and this is where I wonder how much guys watch games. I'm going to give you a name right now that should be watched as an offensive tackle in the NFL in the draft. Darnell Wright, now of Tennessee. Why am I mentioning Darnell Wright? He spent an entire late afternoon into the early evening one-on-one with Will Anderson, who, by the way, I think is going to be an outstanding NFL player. And Will Anderson never got close to to Herndon. Never got close to him. That, to me, is the kind of practical application that tells me, watch that guy. It, it's great that you're saying that because one, I, I'll I'll say this: Darnell it, Darnell Wright is, is the draft's best kept secret right now, which is to say, the draft Knicks aren't talking about him. That doesn't mean teams aren't talking about him. You're going to see him go a lot higher than, than people think that he will. Uh, he's multi-positional. He's the meanest uh, uh, potential tackle in the draft. I think he has as much talent as anybody else who's there. He's not the prototypical size, but if that's that big of a deal, you could play him at tackle or guard, and you're going to get a high-level player. Um, I, I absolutely love him. I think he's, he's, a, uh, it, he's a beast waiting to happen. Now, oddly enough, if you want to connect this, you know where he would be really good is Detroit. <laughs> yes. They'd absolutely right. love him in that scheme. Their ground game, it doesn't really matter, guard or tackle. It, it's, it's a matter of, of uh, their space and their area. You, you could get a lot out of him there. Um, in, in your point about Will Anderson, yeah, Will Anderson looked like a, a one of the Steelers' backup offense or uh, outside linebackers. He killed him. It wasn't it wasn't competitive. Yep. Clearly, the better player uh, in that matchup. And you're exactly right. Will Anderson's a great player. <laughs> he's he's going to do things in the NFL. Um, it, it just shows the value, name recognition of in some cases school recognition. Um, he's Will Anderson. You're going to give him a pass. But when it's a guy from Tennessee that steps up and, and whips him pretty good, uh, you're, you, uh, you're almost conditioned to think that it's a fluke. And I, I don't understand that at all. That's why it, it, at some point, oddly enough, I think it was Doug who, who uh, he had a mock draft with Wright going to the Steelers at 17. I was like, I don't think he's going to go 17. You know, in all honesty, I think he goes higher than that. Um, yep. You watch Skaronsky play. I don't know if I see a real difference between those two. You no, know, it, it's I, not I saw Skaronsky size play. guys. It, it, they're they're both the kinds of players that you would want. I mean, they're they're NFL starters for sure. And in the tackle position, those guys don't go lower than 12, 13, something like that. I, I don't I don't understand why Wright would not be considered that. But I would say this. 
if for whatever reason he's on the board at 17, I I, I hope Steelers fans don't think that that's a reach or anything like that because he he's an excellent player. He's going to be really good. And I, you know, to your point, I, I have no answer to that. If if he would go lower than that, I'm not sure why. Maybe because they don't see a prototypical tackle. I barely even know what that means anymore. I, I don't think it really matters. I think in in today's game, in zone offense, zone running, um, pass protection is in many ways a group effort. But the ground game absolutely is a group effort. Whether you're a guard or a tackle, if you can reach and extend to the second level and, and lead a block downfield at the second level and beyond, you have value regardless of where you line up. There's a cost issue, and I get that, but um, it, you know, for, for a team like the Steelers that just doesn't draft tackles in round one, um, he's the, the type of tackle they would definitely really enjoy having on their team, and he would justify uh, 17 very well. I, I, he's an excellent player. I absolutely love the fact you brought him up, too. Not enough people talk about that guy. Well, again, you want to know why it wasn't a fluke with Willie Anderson? Because if he had stoned him for two quarters and then Anderson got, you know, three or four hurries and a couple of sacks in the second half, all right, it was a fluke. He adjusted. He shut him out time after time after time. At some point, it's not a fluke. I would take him... You know, it, it it's not a great tackle draft. And in all honesty, right. it, to me, you know, the, the draft is about potential. It's about traits. Sure. It's about where a player is going to go. Um, the elite of the elite, though, you really have to focus on what they did, who they did it against, uh, how much can you improve, uh, whatever they're not doing well, how coachable are they. Everything that you hear about Wright is he's he's a road grader, he's a pure football player, he's mean, he's nasty, but he's a team leader. Um, he's going to be out there for you, fighting with everybody else. To me, he's, he's first round pedigree for sure, but I, I think he's a premium guy, and I, I think he showed that. Whether you know trait for trait, he's no Will Anderson. You know, we're right. we're not going to say that, but right, no, that's exactly it, right. Look at like Rashawn Slater too, for example. You know, you can't yeah. coach the size of that guy. He's absolutely enormous. That's going to boost his stock a bit, and he's built on that to become one of the best in the game. They'll continue to be that. A, a guy like Wright, I would bet on because I think he's a plug and play. I think he can play immediately, right or left. I think he can play inside. So he's a four-position offensive lineman as a rookie with good experience against top-level competition, and the bona fides to, to show. Not only did he play against the best, but he, he beat him too. Yeah, um, it, it, I I would take a guy like that over the prospect, the the kid from Georgia, for example. Um, yes, great tools there, but you know how to block. <laughs> he's not there. I'm not. Right. You know, it, this is not to say that um, a guy coming into the league needs to be Anthony Munoz. It's just no. that you look at one. He's polished. He's refined. He can play year one. The other one, he's got some work to do on some very basic things. And that, that's a lot of college football today, too. You, you have to uh, understand that the, the highest of the high, the, the, the high-end five-star guys, 
they're going somewhere and they're going to play immediately. And the team is going to make absolute certain that they play immediately because that's how they recruit them. You can't recruit a guy like that and say you're not going to play in year one. They want to go play because they want to go pro in three years. They're going to set them up for success in that regard, and you don't get to coach them on the technical stuff as much because you're setting up your scheme uh, to focus entirely on their strengths and hide their weaknesses as much as possible. can't do that in the NFL. So there's going to be, of of the high-level prospects, there's going to be some glaring problems with a lot of them. I remember, it wasn't even all that long ago, but 10 years or so, um, it, it, it came out, and not that the people that know weren't aware of this, but it came out you know, for, for the, the draft public. Um, Nick Saban didn't teach his defensive backs backpedal. Drake mm-hmm. Kirkpatrick was the guy that the Bengals took, I think at like 17 overall, yeah. and he didn't play a whole lot um, his, his rookie season. And Marvin Lewis, who was the coach at the time, was asked why. And he said he doesn't know how to backpedal. Everybody freaked out about it like it was some huge thing. But it, it's, mm-hmm. it's common to know that there are those deficiencies. And it takes a little bit uh, to, to learn them to the point that you can use them. George Pickens, if we want to uh, translate this well over to the Steelers' world, if you ask yep. a Steelers fan right now, George Pickens went off for 105 catches, 1,800 yards, and 20 touchdowns last year. And he didn't get the ball enough, according to them. He didn't get the right. ball enough because he doesn't know how to run routes. He's not That's a good right. route runner. You can see I, it in his game. There are only some I, things that he can I, do. Did I not say that last year? Yeah, yeah. And at the same time, let's not fault him. You know, He played 12 no. games his last two years of college. That, he got That's hurt exactly right. Issues. That's the reason. So he's a second-round pick and a first-round talent because – You've got some work to do with him, and you hope he puts in the work. I think that he will. It was, you know, never an issue of, of his work ethic. He'll put that in, and he'll become a, a, a better player. But he's not plug and play. He's not a day one guy. Makes spectacular catches, but he's not like a, a nuanced, true NFL receiver yet. Shouldn't expect him to be either. That's not a problem. It's just the, the level of expectation that you get. Uh, from from fans when it comes to where guys are drafted, what their highlights look like. like the, the fundamentals of the game need to come because if they're not there, he's not a hard guy to stop. And let's be honest, he had to do some pretty miraculous things to come down with the ball because he was blanketed in a lot of those cases. Not like, you know, Kenny Pickett isn't throwing him open or anything. Uh, he has to do a lot to catch the ball because he's not that good at getting open yet. And that will come. We'll see that. But the, the, the same deal with Darnell Wright, he's at a pro level. You know, he's a rookie. He's going to get beat. But he's much closer to his ceiling. And to me, I would think a team like the Steelers that would really appreciate having a left tackle uh, that's actually ready to play the pro game, um, that would be of high value to them. I, if he's there at 17, I, I really could see him being their guy. If he's not, then right. you know, there are plenty of people that know a lot more than I do. But um, I, I don't get it. I, they would be very happy to have him at 17. But, but you know what is interesting that a lot of people don't realize? There are some NFL coaches and GMs that will call a college coach and say, hey, can we talk? And there are some teams that don't. Yeah, And that, that yep. baffles me beyond words why you don't call the college coach because look they're all like they're gonna, look they, you can have honest coach conversations about what a guy can and can't do okay 
And a lot of the NFL teams don't do that. And people assume they do. And, and there's, I'd say, half to two-thirds do and a third don't. And you can guess which third doesn't. Yep. it's yeah, Most of it is hubris. And from what I've heard, it's yep. the younger coaches that don't want outside interference. They don't want That's right. the opinions of other people that might be slanted or jaded. Okay, I don't, you know, first off, you use the word opinion, which is really what this is all about. It's ultimately sure. a subjective pursuit. You can't yep. get past that. If that's going to be your stance, then everything you do only comes down to you. That's not good decision-making. You know, you, you don't want to fall into that trap. Uh, at the same time, though, and this, this kind of goes into the conversations that we had about interviewing at the Combine. If you yep. can't find people that can just ask normal questions and determine uh, uh, realistic answers from somebody, you've got the wrong people doing it. It's not the process. Yep. It, it's who you're putting into that room. How can you not call – how could one football coach not call another football coach after having reviewed a player and asked them a few questions and determine pretty quickly how genuine they're being with their responses? You know, I, I can't see how that's even possible. If you're covering up for your guy, you any NFL coach should know that within 15, 20 seconds. You'll yep. know pretty quickly. Um, time is valuable. I get that. But at the same time, you've got to go through – the, the process. You have to go through those things because the coach at the end of the day is the one that's going to know the kid better than anybody else as, as a person and as a competitor. Um, what I hear most of the time is the coaches call the college coaches that they know. And it's like, that's, you know, if you want to talk about bias and subjectivity, it's even worse when, yeah. when you're talking about it from that end. I, I would, I don't know, if it was me, I, you know, I have no problem calling the coach up and just asking what they think. You know, get some background. If, if for no other reason, just confirm or deny what I think I know from watching and from what I've talked to the kid about. I, I don't know why they wouldn't do that. It, again, what you and I just talked about, I'm going to venture the vast majority of people listening didn't realize. And it, it's it, there's so much stuff that's inside baseball that I think would surprise people and that's one of them. <laughs> so yeah, I'll leave that, it at that's, that. That's, yeah, I'd put that high on the list. It, it, the, yep. the, what seems incredibly complicated is usually very simple at that level, and a lot of the very basic common sense stuff for us is not a, a, a standard operating procedure at the NFL level. And you, you, yep. you know, you honestly don't know why sometimes. And, you know, it's an insulated world, and they all kind of come from from some connection to everybody else and they all kind of learn one way it doesn't look like that would be all that efficient uh from the outside and maybe it's not but the big thing is a lot of them don't trust uh outside influence they don't trust non-football people to talk about common sense stuff and you know hey the, the, the results on that are mixed at best interesting conversation neil and i never plan out where we're going with this and it ends up really great every week. So, Neil, my friend, we'll talk next week. Thanks so much. Absolutely. Always a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Neil Coolong. Um, if you want, Matt, you can listen back. We have a podcast, and it can remind you what we may have talked about even six months ago. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. I'll have to do that. that. 
that way, like when you're out there doing breaking news and I'm looking around going, we talked about that six months ago. I'm having fun at his expense, okay? <laughs> I mean, if you think I'm serious right now, am I being serious right now, man? No. No. <laughs> when I'm kidding around, am I ever serious? Never. No. <laughs> All right, back final half hour. When car repairs get difficult... Well, I, I just don't know. Um, me neither. We get good. Sunbury Motors. More than quality new and used cars, Sunbury Motors specializes in complicated auto repair diagnosis. They can handle intricate repairs and even complete auto body with service open Monday through Friday, 7 till 4. And Sunbury Motors has made simple repairs easy. Maintaining your vehicle is necessary. Finding the time to do it is difficult. Welcome to Sunbury Motors Quick Lane. Open 7 till 4, Monday through Friday. Just walk in or call ahead. Relax in their remodeled waiting room with Wi-Fi, beverages, and snacks. Will Sunbury Motors factory train techs take care of your oil change, tire alignments, brakes, and inspections. Quick Lane, 6.30 to 6, Monday through Friday, Saturday, 6.30 till 2. Sunbury Motors, Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury. And Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. We take the... Mm. Out of auto repair. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by our good friends at Sunbury Motor. 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 Hummels Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. For Kia Hyundai, best in new inventory, all with great warranties. That warranty is so important. I think it's more important than ever. And also, uh, fabulous pre-owned vehicles with the Sunbury Motors guarantee. And it's all at with great technicians in the service department to take care of the life of the vehicle. It's all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 to 15, Hummel's Wharf online at sunburymotors.com. I sense, and it's just my sense, that you are not done with things that irk you. No, it's just those couple of things today. And we don't need to name the second one. But I am not spending four or $500 to watch NFL Sunday Ticket. I'm sorry. Okay. Look, there's only so many baseball bats you can buy your kid. After a while, it's it's the skill set. It's not the it's not the equipment. I'll take note. 
part of the reason exactly. why I sh- I'm not going to be buying NFL Sunday ticket on YouTube TV for that amount of money. I got higher remember, priorities. Just remember what Jack Nicholas said. You have 14 clubs in the bag and only one swing. Oh, no, my almighty! No to Luke and Mark Control. Daddy should just go out and buy a Sunday ticket. He's wasting money on equipment. No, senor! No, senor! No, senor! Uh. <laughs> Lisa probably listens to the podcast every day and goes, you got to be kidding me, really. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nothing surprises me. <laughs> Actually, I, I did have I li- I did have a little have to have a little bit of a conversation with her yesterday because she had the audacity to buy in the thrift store yesterday a mini TJ Watt Steelers jersey for Luke. I was not happy about that. So yes, actually, this is part. This is my part three of the day. Wait, your wife? Yes. A spectacular person and woman. She happens to be a Steelers fan. That is correct. Doesn't she, in some way, shape, or form, isn't she allowed to have her way at times with elements such as these? Technically, yes but she needs to show more of her fandom to qualify. Meaning what? She, when I allow her to I want you when, watch when, the Steelers when, game I, with I, me. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's go back. What did you just say? She's got to be a better when fan. When I allow her? Oh, yes, yes. Oh, <laughs> yes. All right, phone lines are open. (laughs) (laughs) Phone lines are open. (laughs) Give us a call. Let us know what you think. Well, I mean, it's not it's not like she's rushing to the TV to watch the Steelers at 1 o'clock because a lot of times Eagles and Steelers are on at the same time on different channels. She's not rushing to the TV for it, so I'm putting on the Eagles. I'll be kind enough to let her know what the score is of the Steeler game, and she's like, ah, whatever. Again, phone lines are open (laughs) when I allow her. (laughs) Wow. I mean, she still knows the Eagles are the first priority in the house. She knew what she was getting herself into. I try to flip back and forth as much as I can when we're actually sitting down watching and not chasing the boys around. I'm all, I always let her know what the score is, what's happening, who's in, who's out, and she's like, huh? <laughs> so she goes out and buys a jersey. Yes. She was already out because she, she, was, she was running some errands, and she was at the thrift store to get some clothes for Luke, and she came across this TJ Watt jersey that was just like four bucks or whatever. So it's not like she spent a lot of money on it, but she still bought it. Yeah. 
And so, yeah, I was not happy about that. Because I've been asking to get an actual Eagles jersey for Luke. Like, the exact type of style that she got with the Steelers jersey. And I haven't gotten it yet. He just has a couple t-shirts. And she had the audacity to get a T.J. Watt jersey. Audacity? Yes. Look, uh, T.J. Watt has the same thing in common as the guys on the Eagles. Saquon Barkley is beating them, too. Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. I was a witness. While you are correct. I know I'm correct. That's why I said it. <laughs> she still got a formal letter of reprimand. She got a... a f- Again, the phone lines are open. <laughs> <laughs> Give us a call. Because I know I'd why like she hit- bought it. Just out of spite. Despite out me. Of the, out of spite of What? You married way above yourself. You are right about that. A little hesitant there. I mean, like you should have jumped in a little quicker on that. Come on, right? But again, the phone lines are open. This dude is not helping himself. That's one of the wow. most affectionate smooches of all time. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I haven't heard this kind of conversation since Lawrence and McGranahan were going back and forth. <laughs> When I allow her. No, because she knows I still have to wash everything for work. Even though she still doesn't buy that to this day. This has not been your best segment. Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. <laughs> A lot of women listen to this show. True, yes. <laughs> and right now, <laughs> this is like the Yankee Bats last night. <laughs> Crickets. <laughs> but I said... <laughs> Since she bought it anyway, I was nice enough to say that Luke can wear it around the house, but not in public. Oh, you were now nice enough. (laughs) (laughs) Nice enough. Because it is her team. And she's the mom. (laughs) Yes, also true. She has half say in what's going on here. <laughs> Remember that hole that you started digging? Yes. It's deeper. <laughs> oh, my almighty! At least the team she roots for knows how to win multiple Super Bowls.
I mean, at least it's not the Penguins. Because then we would have had a real problem. What do you mean we would have had a problem? She's the mom. And, she well, and she's not, not the big. She's not the big a hockey fan anyway. So right, football is really just about it. But she did not go out it. online and buy some fanatics or whatever that, that happens to be, and spend a hundred and some odd dollars on the thing to bring it in. She spent four, so she's thrifty. She bought. She uh, and she didn't buy the the kid a shirt a, a shirt of a schmo. <laughs> the guy can play. No. Well, yeah, of course. <laughs> okay. What? Not even in the same conference. That's true. But he's a good player, so maybe that lures him away from rooting from the Eagles, and I don't want that. Although there's plenty of good players on the Eagles, too. But Let me put it to you TJ this wants way. a popular you player in the on NFL. You're pathway now. This kid's going to reject you at eight. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Steve, why is Daddy so mean? I don't know. <laughs> Although he still wants to wants to sing the Eagles fight song all the time, so I still think I'm in good shape. I'm telling you, once he gets to four and the like critical thinking takes over, you're a goner. <laughs> I let her. I allowed her. <laughs> Who is running this show? I can assure you in no uncertain terms. I know both of you. You you can act tough all you want. I don't <laughs> We have a lot of women listening to this show. Right now, if you are at the plate, you can expect one high and tight. <laughs> I'll go up there prepared. Well, you can be prepared all you want. Because <laughs> this isn't going to be just one pitch. <laughs> Not your best segment. Not your, I mean. Do you have women? Okay, right now there are women on 61. Like, trying to keep the car on the road. <laughs> They're on 11 and 15 right now, right? Going by the Susquehanna Valley Country Club. And they're like, oh, where is this station? <sighs> when I allowed her. Oof. Oof. Even, even I'm starting to get the shakes. Oh. Wow. I'm the king of my castle. <laughs> You're on News Radio 1070 WK, okay? The lingerie on the deck called the janitor. Unbelievable. 
I, I unbelievable. <laughs> what were you thinking? I guess I go go through a lot for my team. Well, there's only one way to look at this sequence. Is there anyone there? Yes, what you see? Iceberg, right ahead! Yeah, you bet. Woo! <laughs> 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 It's going to be your house tonight. <laughs> it could be for a week. Put it down! <laughs> Here it comes. <laughs> I allowed her. Really? <laughs> has been done. Come on. Matt's backing up now. Come on. Back the ship up, Matt. Come on. Back it up. God, I allowed her. <laughs> okay, now this is Matt. I don't know. Matt's trying. <laughs> Barely. Maybe I shouldn't have said I allowed her. <laughs> We're going to make it. We're going to make it. We're going to make it. Maybe not. Another big show for you. <laughs> Can't remember what we said on the show six months ago? And you tell everybody that you allow your wife to do something. Really? <laughs> oh, I'm the king of my castle. <laughs> Guess what? Castle's closed. Could be one of the best shows you ever had. <laughs> At least from an entertainment point of view. Yeah, I don't disagree. <laughs> we got women calling the show left and right. You're not doing well. 